It's happening daily. We're being conned by the institutions we used to trust. The mainstream media is distracting us with meaningless headlines instead of focusing on the harsh realities facing American families. Time is short before something big happens, and that's why so many folks are preparing. They're becoming self-reliant by investing in emergency food storage from My Patriot Supply. Go to MyPatriotSupply.com and secure four-week emergency food kits for each member of your family. Each kit contains tasty breakfasts, lunches, and dinners, averaging over 2,000 calories per day. Save $50 on each four-week food kit you purchase. Plus, get free shipping on Ready Hour four-week emergency food kits. You're not ready if it's not Ready Hour foods. At My Patriot Supply, you can also get solar power generators, water filtration units, heirloom seeds, and survival gear. Order by 3 p.m. and your unmarked boxes ship the same day. Shop MyPatriotSupply.com today. MyPatriotSupply.com So I don't know. I think I was always attracted to multiple people. Like I would, like I, if I go back into my teenage years, I still remember that I was attracted to multiple men at the same time. But obviously I didn't know what it was then. It, it felt like, um, this is stupid. You know, there's, you don't talk about these things to your friends because they just like one person at a time. Welcome back to Open Late Podcast. I'm your host, Jessica Spandiari. And this week I have with me an incredible guest who reached out to me actually uh, with <laughs> the desire to be on the show and share her story. I had posted um, as I normally do, Q&As and, and things of that nature. And I had a listener write in and say, you know, I'm solo poly and I'm sort of navigating this on my own. And I would, it would be great if you could have a guest on that could speak to that experience. And so I posted and I said, anybody out there want to talk about this with me? And the incredible Magna Ravindra reached out, she DM'd me, and now here we are <laughs> for round two because we spoke uh, about, yeah, about a month ago or a couple weeks ago while I was in Asia, and now we're back at it. So welcome to the show, Magna. Thank you so much, Jessica, for having me on your podcast. I'm excited for the listeners to get to know you. I We had a great conversation, so I got to know a little bit about you and your story, and we have a lot of similarities, which is cool. And you are in this big life transition, as I remember, which I think is amazing because I'm right there too, just shifting career and shifting the way I look at the world and my life and my relationships. Um, so yeah, we had a great we had a great talk, and no one got to hear it. <laughs> so here we are. <laughs> yeah. So I want to dive right in. Yeah, I would love for you to. Yeah. sort of share the dawn of opening up to non-monogamy as a married Indian woman? Like, how did that even spark for you? So, um, so I don't know. I think I was always attracted to multiple people. Like I would, like I, if I go back into my teenage years, I still remember that I was attracted to multiple men at the same time. But Obviously, I didn't know what it was then. It it felt like um, this is stupid, and you know, there's you don't talk about these things to your friends because they just like one person at a time. And how do you even open up about these things uh, with other people? 
so i i remember this now when i go back but i didn't know about this then and when i was married i was attracted to other people and i would tell my ex husband about it that you know uh, i am getting attracted to other people and that's the extent of conversation that we would have and we would like just keep that away <laughs> and not talk about it uh, beyond that so i think it was 20 2018 like when we were having a conversation last time and i shared that 2018 i had quite a serious miscarriage which forced me to look at what was not okay or uh, what is missing there was some missing link in my life there was something that i was not able to figure out i was feeling anxious i was not feeling happy about a lot of things hmm so can i ask you a quick question so yeah. with first of all thank you for sharing you know so vulnerably about this experience i think it's something as women we could talk about more and it would really support mm-hmm. the collective you know as people who you know can get pregnant um so i think i find it so interesting that you said when you had that you looked at your life to see what essentially was out of alignment have you always mm-hmm. looked at things that way or was this one of the first times where you were like oh something must not be right with how i'm living and that's why this happened um i think i've always looked at it that way um i when i feel something's not okay i sort of jump into the solution mode to figure things out and that's how i've always been uh, mm. i like to i like to spend time to understand how do i fix this what do i do about this uh, this is not sitting well with me and that was the time when i felt that okay now that i know that something's not okay i can't just leave it like that like mm. i need to deep dive <laughs> okay yeah not a lot of people think that way or operate that way so i think it's it's really unique um and very growth minded and like a responsible yeah. way to live life. So, I appreciate that you sharing that. Okay, so then so then yeah. where do you go from there? What had to shift? So, um yeah, so then I shared it with my ex-husband then and uh, I wanted to meet someone I was attracted to and he was okay to the extent of me meeting that person but not going beyond that or not doing anything about it. and that made me very uncomfortable i felt that okay if i am attracted to someone i should be able to do something about it like i want to do something about it uh and just feeling uh, the feeling of being restricted or not not allowed to do something that you really wish for or that you really want was extremely claustrophobic like you know it was like someone putting you in a box and closing it up and saying that oh you can't do this anymore. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Or you can't get out of this box. Mm. So that was the point when I felt that okay this is something that I strongly feel about and I need to explore this and understand this is who I am. Okay. And then did you at that point ask your husband you know for that dynamic or was he just not open to it and is that the point when you separated yeah so he he was definitely not open to it and we couldn't have a detailed conversation about it but uh after that i did go 
I did go to Kerala. It's in the southern part of India where uh, I studied social leadership. Mm-hmm. And I think that was the space where I knew that this is who I am. And I had the space to myself. I was living on my own. I was doing things on my own. Uh, I was meeting up people. I was uh, finding new connections. So that's where I knew that, okay, I'm attracted to a lot of people. And I don't feel guilty about it. Like, I don't feel bad about it. Um, my love for my ex-husband doesn't go down because of this attraction. So I, I felt very comfortable in that space. And that's when I opened up more to him that, you know, this is not a phase. It's not like, you know, I'm tired of being in a marriage and, you know, it's gotten boring. And now I want some excitement and I want to like... Uh, have more sex that's that's not the kind of phase i am in i truly mm-hmm. feel that i am someone who can have multiple relationships and that's where we realize that okay this is an incompatibility and it doesn't work for mm. us so if he were open to it you would be it's not like you wanted out of that marriage you were very happy in that container with him just not the fact that you couldn't be open to other people that's what I thought then, but the, the discussion on non-monogamy led to a lot of other aspects and discussing about a lot more things, uh, understanding how we are individually. And there were a lot of things that were incompatible, right? From how do we want to raise children? How do we see education? How do we see our own lives? how we want to live our own lives. Mm. So non-monogamy was just a spark. It sort of it sort of spilled into a lot of different aspects of our life that uh, we hadn't spoken about till then. Like we had not touched them. We were just living our lives. We didn't have the time to discuss about these things. Like I was working, he was working. Whatever time we had, we would like have fun, go out, uh, meet friends and that's what our life was. So there weren't all these conversations that were expansive and talking about, you know, really deep things that can shift your entire relationship. Hmm. Okay, so this was in 2018? No, this was 2020. Uh, this was actually when COVID hit and it forced okay, us to sit together and talk about it. <laughs> and so how has it been for you navigating you know, as a solo woman, now you are, this marriage has ended and you are exploring, you know, different types of non-monogamy, polyamory, if you Mm. will. What have your experiences been like? My experiences have been wonderful, honestly. I've not come across bad or negative experiences as such. Um, I think it's also because When we started having the discussion in 2020, I read up a lot and I spoke to a lot of people during that time, during the COVID time. Um, I connected with people on dating apps who were thinking on similar lines. And what sparked my interest in understanding what solo polyamory was, Instagram live that was done by one of my ex-partners. And I was like, oh, He's talking about the same things that I believe in. How is that possible? <laughs> like, you know, how can someone say the same words that you think in your head? Uh, that's where 
that's where i thought that okay this is there is a word for this there's something called solo polyamory uh, and i relate to it uh, quite deeply and that's where that's where the journey yeah. began okay where did you find him online and then he became yes. a partner or he was a partner of yours and then he did this IG no no he was doing an IG live someone sent me the link uh, uh, he was doing an IG live on vasectomy and solo polyamory and having an indian man talk about something like this is like unheard of so yeah right yeah you live in mumbai um, right i live in pune which is close to mumbai or delhi you live in delhi no pune oh okay i was like i was like <laughs> what okay and so i imagine you know i've never been to india but you like you're saying hearing a man talk about these yeah. topics was just you know off the wall um so do, are you finding people exploring this also or is it extremely fringe mm-hmm. are there you know as you said there were people talking about it on dating apps so are you able to find people and meet people and find community or is it like <laughs> really challenging to find people that are into the same things that you are um it it is quite challenging to find people who are especially solo polyamorous because i think in india a lot of people don't understand first of all they don't understand what non monogamy is like what is ethical non monogamy uh non monogamy is looked at in a very promiscuous way or um someone just sleeping around and not telling people that's how it's looked at it's still a very new thing uh for people here uh and then going to polyamory and explaining what is many loves and uh, many relationships and everyone knows about it there is consent involved there is informed consent involved is quite a stretch for people to understand so it's it's definitely not easy to meet people but yeah once i explain to them what i'm really looking for i've seen that people some people are open to it like they're like okay you know let's meet up and see where this goes or uh, let's talk about it and understand more about it so that helps and that's been helpful for me to connect to people and find people also i don't like to be very rigid about who i'm connecting to i feel once you connect let's see where it goes you know like we will figure out something mm-hmm. we will figure out how the connect is and i just leave it at that and let it flow on its own yeah So you're open to connecting with people who are monogamous um but that once they meet you hear about this and are interested. Okay. Cool. Yeah. It's I I really like that. I appreciate it. And I like how you you know worded it as not being rigid. I find personally and maybe it's because I have the ability to because there's so many more people who are non-monogamous, mm-hmm. you know, and I live in Los Angeles, but I rarely will date someone who's monogamous. Okay. And I'll actually rarely meet or, you know, try to have a connection with anyone who is not practiced in polyamory because baby monogamers or non-monogamers as we'll call them, you know, people that are just just starting to dip their toes into this don't have all the experience and a lot of times the awareness is that you know I built up over the last 10 years so you're helping me really appreciate that and 
realized that it's kind of a, a luxury, right, that I have in this aspect. And I never really thought about it like that. Yeah, I, I had a similar thought, if I can say that, like, if I can share oh, on what you shared. Like, I, I was in a similar space two years ago where I connected with someone who was monogamous and I realized that, okay, I can't do this because it comes with so much of uh, conditioning and so much of baggage that someone's not ready or willing to unravel at that point. And for me, it was too much. I was yeah. like, I can't do this work for you. You need to do this work yourself. Uh, but later when I... Yeah. yeah, it's like, I don't want to teach you. Yeah. Help you do yeah, I don't want to mentor you. <laughs> like, uh, I would like to be connected. Yeah. So, uh, but later on, I realized that uh, what is it that I'm really looking for when I'm connecting with someone and I try to zero down on that like I like people who are passionate uh, I like people who have other responsibilities in life or they have other things that they love to do so relationship is not the only thing in their lives and if that's the thing right. then a monogamous person is okay too because he will have other things to do he will have other responsibilities he will um he will be doing multiple things apart from this relationship. And and that's great. I mean, I'm not the only right. person in his life. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I love that. I love how you are thinking about it in, in the ways of like, okay, these are the criteria. It doesn't really matter how someone identifies. Obviously, it's maybe an advantage if they are already practiced in non-monogamy mm -hmm. or polyamory, but just being open to different kinds of people, I think is... Is really incredible, um, especially since this is, you know, the beginning of your journey and it seems like you're very comfortable and, you know, I don't want to assume, but it sounds like you're never going back to monogamy. I don't know. I, I don't know either. I don't know either, honestly. <laughs> so I think that I'm realizing that we did, we did talk yes. about this before. <laughs> yeah. And I was like, asking the same question yeah i just went back to our old older conversation that i honestly i don't know because i don't know what's going to happen tomorrow i know that today this is what it is uh tomorrow there could be different reasons why i may choose monogamy but that would be a choice uh i it wouldn't be growing up thinking that that's the only option i have uh, in my life it would be a very conscious mm. choice to get into monogamy so yeah, it may happen, may not happen, but today I'm very happy not being monogamous, <laughs> for sure. What about marriage? Um, Could you see yourself getting married again? I don't think so. I don't think I see myself getting married. Um, in, in, in the Indian culture and context, I feel marriage comes with a lot of obligations and challenges that force you to see things or be in a certain way. And that's not something that I relate to, or that's not, that's a space that I don't connect to anymore. So if I want to live with someone mm -hmm. and be with someone, I would be with them without being married. And that's okay. Can you tell me a little bit more about that? When you say different things that come with being married and responsibilities, like what, can you paint a picture for us? Oh, wow. Okay. <laughs> this could be like, <laughs> this could be a very big and a detailed picture, but I'm going to try and keep it uh, not too deep. Uh, so yeah, culturally, India... Go deep. It's okay. 
<laughs> all right <laughs> culturally india is a very community based uh, country right like when you get married it's said here that you don't get married to a person you get married to an entire family so it's a confluence of families mm-hmm. and that comes with its own set of expectations of how a woman or a daughter-in-law is supposed to be or what are the things you're supposed to do as a daughter-in-law that you cannot do uh, when you were single anymore uh, like you know like things like being responsible for the home taking care of the house whether you're working or not it doesn't matter like the woman the gender it's a it's a very gendered space that there are clear demarcations for a woman mm-hmm. and a clear demarcation for a man the man is the provider and the woman is the take like you know caring taking care of the house so these are very distinctively um, what do you say structured roles and it 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 is there are people breaking that but it is very hard to do that unless and until you have a supportive atmosphere or people around you who are going to be there and cheer you and say that okay you go do this you know you go break this and we are there for you so it's it's very hard to yeah. find that and i realize i would rather have my struggles with non monogamy and figure myself out here than have those struggles and try to you know tell people that you know i don't fit into this space so yeah right yeah thank you so much i mean i think not everybody understands or it really thinks into the cultural differences you know across this globe and um learning how different it is for a woman or you know anybody who is identifying as feminine in culture across the world can be so restrictive or you know some people might find that empowering and really enjoy it but clearly <laughs> you are not one of them neither would i be hearing that i'm just like oh my god that is a ton of responsibility and yeah like you said it's there's going to be challenges along the way in non-monogamy and those are the ones that you're up for. So I'm I'm curious actually cuz you said you haven't had a lot of negative experiences, you've had a lot of like positives. Um but have there been challenges so far and um what challenges do you foresee as you continue this journey? Um okay, there have been certain challenges in terms of uh... everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com/balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at b i o p t i m i z e r s.com/balance. Magnesium breakthrough from Bioptimizers. Your foundation to optimal health and vitality. Sick of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member. For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a Swole member, and for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. 
At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details. Let's say investing energy and time because I'm someone who likes to connect uh, organically. I also need to be mindful of how much energy and time I'm spending with uh, so many people. So as a solo person, that's a little challenging because people assume that I am on my own, like I'm alone and I'm living alone and you know so there's she doesn't have a problem in um, spending time with us and that's a little difficult to navigate because yes i do that but i need time for myself as well i do need to prioritize myself i love mm-hmm. doing i love traveling i love doing a lot of things so there are times when i'm unavailable through the year so that's that's a bit of a balance that i'm still trying to figure out that how do i still be solo and have multiple relationships be committed in them at the same time make sure that i'm taking care of myself and doing the things that i love to do so that's a slightly hard balance to maintain yeah, yeah your relationship with you is also an important relationship probably the most to you so i love that any other big challenges besides time and energy yeah another challenge is trying to navigate the sexual space uh when i meet a, meet a lot of people it's kind of assumed that i'm open to sexual experiences or i'm open to figuring out uh, my sexuality and i have to be very specific about i mean that's not a space i am in right now like yes yeah, sex is a part of it if it happens great if it doesn't happen i'm okay with it i am not very fixated on that i i have to have a sexual experience with you so putting that across also is sort of a challenge because everyone everyone that i meet feels that okay you're non monogamous so you're open to sex and sometimes that gets a little hard to navigate awesome thank you for sharing yeah that's a big issue i think across cultures that when people hear that you're polyamorous they're like oh great they just want to hook up and it's like no <laughs> actually in some ways i find it makes us a lot more selective with who we do want to yes. sleep with because we oh, yes can <laughs> yeah yeah i mean, yeah i love how you, you said it. oh yeah you just can't without a connection it's very difficult to do it without a connection right like uh you can't just hook up like at least i know yeah 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 same i go through phases i go in like little spurts mm-hmm. generally i need connection but there has been this like recent past year actually where i was in like a little bit of a hookup phase for the first time maybe in my life actually cuz generally i oh. need intimacy okay and i think as i've gotten a little bit older i'm just like actually i don't have time <laughs> for intimacy but i really could use <laughs> novelty so you know as long as there's a little bit of a connection I was there for it. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. But, yeah. I'm good with that. <laughs> that's, that's enough. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> there was a lot of there was a lot of hot travel mm-hmm. stuff. So um but I'm curious. Yeah. So as <laughs> pun intended. Um as you've shared and and opened up and come out to your family and friends, how has it been received? Um 
I, there haven't been any extreme reactions. So when I spoke to my family three years ago, like two and a half years ago, uh, because this was one of the major reasons for the divorce. And uh, it's very difficult in here to just go and file for a divorce without talking to family. Like it's, I'm very thankful yeah. for my parents that they are not very interfering or they will not make decisions on my behalf. So I'm very thankful that though them being in this culture, they are not very conservative. Uh, but yeah, when I spoke to them, um, it was hard to just have a normal conversation because this is unheard of. So they were not in a space to support me at that time. And I get that because they still don't get what polyamory is or non-monogamy is. But my mom has been very open to asking questions. Like she asked me, how is this ethically? You know, like you're saying that you want to be with more than one person. How is this ethically? And I was like, okay, that's a question that I can take and I can have a conversation around. <laughs> yeah. Because if people are open to having conversations, I'm okay with it. Like, like how we are having a conversation. I'm, I'm very happy to do that. But if someone's going to be rigid about it or, you know, going to throw things at me, which uh, I don't like, I would probably just shut down. So in a way, mm -hmm. I've been very thankful that my friends and my family have been very open to listen to me. Like, what do I have to say about this? Though they don't understand or they don't agree to it completely, but I'm, I'm okay with that. So that's, that's the space my friends and my family are in at the moment. Wonderful. It could always be worse, right? Yeah. I think when people, you know, people will judge what they don't understand for sure. But as long as they're meeting you with grace and, you know, curiosity, that's a great place to be. Although they might never fully understand. Uh, I know that my parents kind of do. I think my mom still questions a lot. It's like, she's like, I don't know. And she'll tell me, I just don't understand how it works. Um, but she accepts it. And for me, that's like all I really need. Um, you Now you blog a little bit and you share about this online. Um, have you had any online negative feedback? Um, not really. I haven't had any online negative feedback as well. I mean, I have negative feedback as a woman. Oh, that's all because of the gender I'm born mm. into. And I think more, a lot of women across the world face this where you have a public profile and you're not a private person. People will talk things to you or they feel that, you know, they are entitled to the space and they're entitled to say whatever they want. So I have had that because not, not because I'm non-monogamous, but more because of uh, being an open woman. Uh, but mm -hmm. otherwise, I've not had negative experiences online. Uh, I'm also not very close to having a conversation. So if someone approaches saying that, you know, hey, I would like to know about this, I will not shut that person off. I will try and engage in a conversation that I can, like, I mean, to the extent that I can, uh, if I have the bandwidth. And I think for me, that helps because I'm open to talking about it and, you know, telling the person that, okay, this is not what I want or, you know, you're entering a territory which is not okay. And I try to say it exactly the way I'm saying it right now so that it it's not, it's not triggering for someone or it's not like um, you don't get into an argument or a fight. Right. So, it's but that's, that's the kind of person I am. Yeah, that's a clear mm. boundary. Uh, 
that's something that i've reached because i don't like conflicts myself so i would prefer to you know say things this way so i've 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 not had too much negative uh comments yeah i agree sometimes sometimes i'll go in with negative comments you know i've had a lot of them over the years but um it's yeah. like discerning whether somebody really is seeking to understand and you can actually educate yeah. someone or yes. they're just there to sort of spew nonsense and you know negativity Absolutely. where do you see yourself taking this um i guess in the online space as you navigate do you think that you'll do a bit more sharing about your journey and you know educating people you know as we talked about there's not a whole lot of this happening right across indian culture and it's still very new and you know, maybe it's a bit seen as like more progressive, more Western. Um, I imagine there's a big space open for, you know, people to create content or, you know, share their journey. Do you think that you could step into that role? Yeah, I've not thought about it yet. There, I mean, my friends and people I'm connected to have shared this with me that I should open up and talk about it more. Uh, at the moment i feel i'm so comfortable talking one on one like uh you know whether it's on dates or when i meet people one on one or whether it's you it's 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 very comfortable space that i can share what i feel and you can share what you feel so i am very open to that right now um maybe in the future when i feel like if i would lo- like to talk about it over uh, the media social media and put it up publicly i would i would write about it mostly Uh, that's my space i am very bad at videos i i just can't i can't do videos or i can't do lives <laughs> i think you're great i don't know this is going really well <laughs> um, oh that's boost my moral up <laughs> yeah totally i mean that's all we do is we just start and we figure it out and we get better as we go along yeah. at least that's been my experience um but i could totally see it for you that's why i asked i'm like oh she should be like the you know the content creator <laughs> for like indian women to i see themselves and identify because you know for me i i didn't have there was no one talking about non-monogamy 9 years ago mm-hmm. when i first started yeah. and it's one of the big reasons i stayed closeted for so long because because i didn't see anyone doing what i was doing i felt so wrong Mm-hmm. for doing it. I felt so taboo. I was yeah. really ashamed, you know, blah yeah. blah blah. My listeners have heard this story. I don't have to, to share it again, but you know, it wasn't until I started to see somebody who I was like, "Oh, she was kind of like me," you know, and I think it was um yeah. just like Aubrey Marcus talking with his former partner Whitney Miller and I was like, "Oh, interesting. They're doing this and they're in the public, mm. you know, I and she was like a I don't know what she oh she was like a pageant um this is terrible but like Miss Texas or something. I don't remember. And I was like, "Oh, interesting." And she's openly non-monogamous. The first time that something clicked in me and then there was a a perf- a researcher an author here an, an educator Wednesday Martin who wrote a book called Untrue that I read and I was like oh there are more so it took me yeah. having to see these other women who I saw myself in to be like oh I should 
open up and talk about this a little bit. And so that's, that's always the reason when I have people on the show and I'm like, do you yes. think you want to be, you know, an educator? Because we need people <laughs> like us and more women yes. who are sharing it to give other women permission yeah. to come out of the closet. Um, absolutely absolutely i think yeah. when i started out as well i saw so many men talking about it or i read up a lot of uh information that was written by men uh hardly indian men as well i mean i didn't see many indian men talking about it either and women was like very far-fetched like an indian woman talking about polyamory very openly though we have we do have therapists now also who talk about polyamory openly which is great uh, but I'm yet to come across a solo poly woman uh, talking about her journey and how it has been for her. So it's it's been a space where I've figured a lot of things out on my own. And I have met some wonderful metamors. I mean, like they have been great and they've been really supportive. So that's the only woman tribe I have who understand what I go through when it comes to polyamory. But otherwise, I... There are not many women I connect to and I feel sad at times that, oh, okay, I would love to have a tribe of women around me who just get what I feel, you know, like just know that, yes, we get you and we're there for you and, you know, just fall back and we're there to hold you. So, yeah, mm. I know, I know what you mean. Yeah. Well, I love that you're calling it out and like naming it in this space because I believe so much in the power of intention and prayer and like just what we say when we speak we cast spells so I love that you put it on the podcast because if there's anyone listening you know in your community or anywhere really because we can have these online communities uh we're gonna share how you know if you're open to it people can connect with you and you can create that I love that that's what you want it's so important to have sisterhood and to just have that community that you can lean on to go through life with and share the wins and the challenges and all yeah. of it. Um, yeah. So what's the, what's the dream ideally for you? Where do you see yourself in, you know, five years, 10 years down the line of this journey? What does your ideal life and relationships look like? I don't know about five years or 10 years, but, and I don't even know if this dream is going to be fulfilled. So I have this dream, like till now I had a dream to adopt. Uh, that's why I have a tattoo as well. Like there's a sign of adoption here. Mm. And yeah. someday, I, well, that was my dream. Someday I would like to adopt and uh, have children in my life. But now I have a new dream and that's about how can I build a community? Like, Will there ever be a time when I have my partner's lover's connections, their partner's lover's connections, and theirs, you know, like all of them coming together in one space. People can live if they want to. They can come for a day if they want to. Uh, they can hang out. They can chill. They can do things that they love uh, somewhere around in the nature. And we have lots of children just walking around and running and playing and all of us are sort of co-parenting all of these children. Like there are no two parents. There are, there are just many of us and a child can run to anyone they wish to like, you know, Oh, I love dancing. I'm going to run to this person. Oh, I love adventure. I'm going to run to someone else. 
so yes just having many people around like a community and just living like that yeah mm, that is the dream that's my dream too that is like exactly what i want to create that village or that you know compound we call it yeah. all the time I was actually just at a retreat center in Thailand um, on Kopangan, which is like a little yeah. island. Like you have to take a boat to get there. There's no airport on the island. And um, the retreat center is called Wonderland. And it's not like a, a polyamorous community or anything, or at least, I don't know, actually, <laughs> who knows? Um, then I think it was just a group of friends from Israel that moved there and about six years okay. ago. They bought this property and they built a retreat center so people can come and retreat for however long they want it, it sort of operates that way and they have all these offerings like beautiful offerings all day long yoga meditation classes workshops just on mm. improving your life and your connection to spirit and your you know mm. quality of life and oh, your relationships okay. it was such a beautiful week i was there by myself and I loved every minute of it. And I was like, this is exactly what I want to create, you know, for my community, for my friends right now who are all starting to have kids and for us and to have that. Mm. So it's cool that you have like a very similar, yeah. similar dream. Mm -hmm. I think yeah, children I'm thinking how do we connect LA and India? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, we could just have it somewhere in the middle where I'm actually – go i'm going to europe in um in the spring and i'm gonna i think look at some land maybe in like italy it's kind of like that way for both of us yeah, yeah. <laughs> but it's totally possible and you just like keep talking about it with the people that you meet yeah. and the people who feel aligned yeah. in your vision because that's what i started doing four or five years ago and now like my whole friend group seems to want the same things and the people who want that are finding me and you know <laughs> us and we're sort of like yeah. building the dream. Yeah. So cool. Yeah. I want to adopt as well. I think everyone listening yeah. knows that we're about to have yes. some, some biological babies via surrogacy. But uh, after that, I want to mm -hmm. adopt. Yeah. Yeah. I, I heard that like you, you had put up a story about that, I guess. A couple of months ago, right? Yeah, yeah, I did. And I, I'm getting ready to, I want to share very soon some of the specifics that are happening, but well, that's for another time. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's very exciting. And I can see that excitement on your face. Like, you know, I'm, I'm waiting to share. <laughs> yeah, I'm like ready to, I'm brimming over with, yeah, it's happening. It's happening really soon. I am loving where this conversation is going, so much so that we recorded for a long time and I am going to split this episode into two. So jump back in with us next week. Megana and I talk about childhood development and the pros of raising your children in community in an open, loving, and polyamorous way. We talk about relationship anarchy and where she sees herself in the future. So as always, don't forget to rate and review the podcast. You can ask questions in your reviews and I will answer them on the show. All of our resources are linked in the show notes for you. So you can access our free quiz, our free WhatsApp community, and the open late e-dictionary. So go get it.
All right, lovers and friends, I'll see you next week.